the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome to Partners in the Gospel. I'm Mark Skullberg, your host, local Salem Ministry Director here for Southern Colorado, and I am with Dustin Allered. Uh, he is the um, Program Manager of Pikes Peak Habitat for Humanity. Dustin, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Did I, did I pronounce your last name correctly? You did. It's not a common name, no. but you pronounced it perfect. Well, thank so. you. So here you are, uh, in, you know, in, right here in Colorado Springs with Pikes Peak uh, Habitat, and but there are a lot of people, thousands of people, millions of people that know about um, Habitat for Humanity maybe over the years and decades, uh, but maybe there's some, I'm going to guess, that aren't familiar. Right. Uh, maybe they've they've heard it somewhere, seen it in a magazine, heard it on television. Uh, but give us, if you could, a snapshot of Habitat for Humanity, because I know it's not just obviously local, but it's been around and all around the world now. So give us right, a snapshot right. of of the mission vision of Habitat. Sure, absolutely, and and you're absolutely right. A lot of people know the name of Habitat, mm-hmm. but a lot of people aren't really familiar with what exactly we do. Right. And so yeah, so we are um, an affiliate of Habitat for Humanity, or Pikes Peak Habitat. Um, and we've been here in El Paso County since 1986. And simply put, we partner with the community to build affordable homes, which is really important, especially these days. Absolutely. Um, and we are proud to be a faith-based Christian ministry. A lot of people don't know that as well. And we have some. They don't. Yeah, we, uh, we have some deep Christian roots from our founders, which is pr- pretty fantastic. Tell well. us about the founders. Sure, sure. So it was founded in the 1970s, uh, 76, I believe, mm-hmm. by some incredible uh, people. So. It was a, a gentleman named Clarence Jordan, and he was a farmer. He was a New Testament scholar, a preacher, and he was from uh, Americus, Georgia, so it's just south of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so he connected with um, Millard and Linda Fuller, and they have an incredible story as well. So they were successful business people, mm-hmm. uh, self-made millionaires by the time they were 29, um, but uh, they just kind of learned, you know, after, you know, becoming successful in the business world that, you know, it kind of felt empty for them. And so they wanted to find a way to really serve the Lord. So they decided to uh, essentially give away their, their fortune and to, you know, serve the needy and to serve the Lord. Mm. And so they connected with Clarence Jordan, and uh, that's the partnership that led to Habitat for Humanity. So between the business mind of the Fullers and the leadership of, of Jordan, they created the idea of partnership housing, where you partner with the community and partner with volunteers to provide decent, affordable homes to people in need. So that's the heart of what we do still today at Habitat for Humanity. Um, our vision is that everyone has a decent place to live. So really for Fuller and for, for Jordan, you know, they both had a passion for the poor somewhere right. from a biblical admonition to to minister to the poor, the people who are less uh, fortunate, as some of us. To about adequate shelter and Absolutely. housing. And um, so they saw that. They must have had some kind of storyline behind it, not only scripturally, but from personal action. So it's really um, personal experience, but it's really for them seeing that and then saying, okay, what can we do? And I think would be helpful for our listeners, um, Dustin, is to maybe some people think that Habitat for Humanity is you guys just said, here's a house, why don't you move in? Right, right. So that kind of comes to that place of kind of explaining the philosophy of your ministry. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and that's one big misconception that, oh, you guys give houses away to people. And that couldn't be further from the truth, right. really. Mm-hmm. Because um, our mission is to demonstrate the love of Jesus and do that through dignity and hope provided to people. And the way that we want to provide dignity to people is through hand ups, not handouts. Mm. We see the people we serve not as, you know, receivers of charity, mm. but really as partners. Mm-hmm. And so everyone who receives a Habitat home, they have to qualify first. Right. Um, and then they are actual homeowners. They have a mortgage. Let's back up a yeah, little bit. Sure, Let's back, sure, up. Sure. Just back up to, to, to they're going to be vetted. Right. Um, and so I'm just curious because it's a partnership. You're helping these people take some responsibility. Exactly. There's some accountability. Uh, it's t- teaching them how to fish, as it were. Mm. Um, and so when you guys interview potential people, uh, is there a long list of people that you interview? In other words, I'm just curious, is there like 75 families per year and then you pick four or eight? or How does that work? Yeah, yeah. essentially that's how it works. So okay. uh, we have an application process that happens once, maybe twice a year. Okay. Um, and on average, we build eight homes per year here in El Paso County. Okay. Um, and so we um, accept applications for, for, for that. Okay. And typically we receive 40, 50 or more applications of people. Okay. Which we have to vet down right. um, and we, we select the eight families from there. Now, I, I, maybe it's an awkward question perhaps, but you, you, you know, it's a faith-based or Christian, I should say, Christ-centered ministry. Mm-hmm. And so um, you know, that's not a requirement because that would be discriminatory, I assume. Right, right. Um, so it's, it's really based upon need, but then some kind of proof that they are, they're going to be accountable. Absolutely. So tell us what that looks like because sure. I think that's – when you talk about a hand up rather than a handout, um, there, there's some – they have to also volunteer, I yeah, think. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that correct? Yeah, they do. So okay. there, there's three main criteria that we look okay. for. That's good. One is a need for housing. Okay. So maybe they're in an overcrowded space. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a dangerous neighborhood. Maybe okay. the house itself is dangerous. It's mm-hmm. falling apart. So that's mm-hmm. one, the okay. need. Second, um, they need to be able to uh, afford a monthly mortgage. Right. And so they need to have a proof of steady income for two years or more. Okay. And so that's good. And there's different brackets depending on on Mm -hmm. family size of how much they need to make. Mm -hmm. Um, And then lastly, they need to be willing to partner with us. And what that looks like is um, they need to volunteer 200 hours of sweat equity. And sweat equity means they can go out onto the build site and actually help build their own home alongside volunteers. Okay. Or their neighbor's habitat home. Um, Or they can uh, volunteer at our restore or at our business office. And in addition, there are home ownership home ownership classes that they can take. Okay. Um, financial classes because we really want to set people up for success. That's so really important they're, they're, for us. You're trying so. to teach them stewardship if they don't already yeah, know what that is. Absolutely. So they're they're like like a, a qualifying for a loan. They got to do the same with you. Right. Are you taking? Are you doing the loans yourself? Right. Right. The uh, loans are done in house. Did not Habitat. know that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so there there's a little less red tape. Would that be true? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And and what I love most about that is, you know, some of these loans can be up to 30 years, okay. right? Sure. And so that means we, Habitat, as the mortgage lender, have mm-hmm. a 30-year relationship with these, yeah. these people. Wow. So... They better be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but doing that vetting process, it's keeping you know the the, the mission still in, in the center focus of right. Christ Christ being at the right, center. Absolutely. And so it is. It is. You're doing. It, it's kind of the answering the question of why we do what we do. Mm. We're, we're doing it for Christ's uh, honor and glory by helping people that are less uh, fortunate than absolutely. some of us. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know your involvement. Now I mentioned to you when we met several weeks or months ago that um, I was involved with Habitat, you know, 30 years ago in the 80s. Um, 
and and so it was like one or two houses, you know, a year or something. Right. And and so I'm familiar with, you know, I wasn't familiar about the vetting process okay. and um, how that takes place. Yeah. Only that I showed up with a hammer, right. you know, or I was had some hands I could move stuff around so we could help somebody build these houses, but. That's the impact. Explain that, the impact that Habitat for Humanity in the Pikes Peak region, what does it do for our local community? Right, right. And so there's so many benefits that it has to the community. I mean, first and foremost, the obvious one is um, housing is getting really, really expensive everywhere across the U.S. and yep. even here in El Paso County. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've seen a stat recently that the medium home cost now is 364000 and rent, medium rent for a two-bedroom is uh, 1240 which is which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there have been some studies done, and they say that one in seven households in the state of Colorado pay more than half of their income towards housing. And, so. it, and if that be the case, it's going to be hard for them to qualify for a loan anyway. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. because typically in the past, it's been um, lenders want to see that one-third of your income is being paid yeah. towards um, your mortgage, and, and, and it's hard. And that's why we had that inflated problem many years ago right, right, uh, of people getting loans. They shouldn't get loans. So in part of your, so I interrupted you. So yeah, yeah. So housing is a big deal, and that's part of our homeless situation in the United States right now. But as that continues to get more difficult, families got to make some good decisions about right. how they're being a st- good steward of the monies that they do have, if they could even uh, you know qualify for your guys' as a lo- your loan. So there, there, you mentioned eight homes per year, right? Correct. But that doesn't – even if they get into a home, um, that's just the beginning. Yeah. So absolutely. parse that out a little bit for us. So you got to – if you got a loan of 30 years, which is going to get their lower in- interest is a longer-term loan. So if they have the lower rate, uh, which is market value, I assume, right? Right, right. Okay, like yeah. 2 and a half, three 3%, something like that? Um, I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't tell you exactly yeah. what, the, what the rate is, but, what, but, it's, it, but it's, it's competitive. It's affordable, definitely. And then, affordable. then they have to they have to assure that they're be able to make that payment, and then you got a long term relationship with them, and so there's more stuff you do for them, uh, other than just getting them into a home. Right, right. Really, we are able to act as as mentors to them in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So for some for some reason, maybe one month they're having trouble get, making that mortgage. Uh, we can sit down with them and you know go through their budget, help them become better stewards of their money, okay. figure out how what ways they can move things around to to make ends meet a little better. As far as being good stewards of their money, that's probably some courses, maybe, mm, yeah. uh, or some education. Now, those education of those um, cl- I guess I could say clients or new homeowners right. uh, would receive. Um, are they are they given? Uh, is that shared with them from you guys or from churches that are uh, assisting you? So I, I so it is something that we do ourselves. Okay. okay. But absolutely, we would encourage okay. churches uh, okay. if, if they're able to to mm-hmm. you know befriend these families and mm-hmm. to to walk alongside them as well. Now, t- tell our listeners, and maybe they know this, maybe they don't. Um, but for kiddos, kids that are in a stable home, um, what does that look like as far as their schooling and and, and their future? Right, right. It's so important. And this is a kind of a secondary benefit of having, you know, a stable, affordable home is, you know, oftentimes if a children has to go from, you know, apartment to apartment or place to place and they don't have a stable home, it really affects their education and their ability to study. Um, and the family themselves, maybe they can't afford to, you know, buy textbooks and, and copy and these, these things for their kids. Or maybe the place is overcrowded and so they don't have really a, a quiet 
place to study in Kachin Tree. Mm. So by having a house, which is, you know, a, a decent size for their family, right. um, for their for the parents being able to, you know, have some extra income to help mm-hmm. put towards their education, it can really benefit them in their education, which, of course, can have a ripple effect for their entire life. Absolutely. And this, through this, this one affordable home, it can affect, you know, the family for generations. No, absolutely. So, and they can maybe get out of a cycle that hasn't been uh, that great. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, I, I used to be involved with a church, a pastor of a church downtown, and we had a um, clothing closet, and we fed the poor. Mm-hmm. We we were the Marion House alternative for several years downtown, or in addition to the Marion House, and and I remember meeting some of these uh, families who uh, were one paycheck away from being homeless, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And I remember this one, I mean, this is one of many couples, but this guy was telling me, well, I got to make sure my kids give him his homework. Right. And I said, well, that's good. you know. And he took me out to the car that they were living in. The kid was doing the wow. homework in the front seat, wow. okay? And then he does the homework in the front seat and gets in the back seat and sleeps with his dad in the back seat. Wow. I mean, that is a yeah, it's heartbreak. a tear-jerking uh, thing to see. So when a kid has some some stable place to do their homework and feel that they're safe. That's gigantic. Yeah, yeah it's so important. So important. So you're doing that stuff. And so uh, tell us what does that look like as far as, you know, obviously if they're homeowners, they're also paying property tax. Right. So they're right. actually, if you will, contributing to to uh, uh, to our city. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something actually which is a point of pride for a lot of the homeowners. Mm. Where Isn't maybe, that ironic when most yeah. of us are griping about yeah, property? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, a lot of them feel, feel the pride of, you know, I don't yeah. have to rely on, you know, yeah. benefits from the government, nice. but I actually can contribute. That's good. And in 2019, mm-hmm. it's looking like $94,000 will be paid for uh, for taxes to, to the county. Well, then you must so. have a, a good relationship with the city, obviously. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, not only in bur- building permits and land and right. property places and things like that, but, you know, maybe there's a story within your experience, Dustin, that, you know, just a praise report of a family recently, maybe in the last what, whatever year, got into a home. What does that right, look like? Right, right. So, yeah, one story that comes to mind was from 2018, and it was a, a wonderful lady named Penny. And so she she was working, doing well. She had a, a son who was nearly grown, uh, maybe 17, 18 years old, um, and just living a stable, you know, normal life, doing well, uh, doing everything right. And then through some family dynamics, um, she actually had to uh, end up taking in um, some of her, her nieces and nephews. And so her family grew exponentially by, I think, four additional uh, household members. Wow. And so just because the household grew doesn't mean that the space that she was living in grew. Or her income. Doesn't mean her income grew, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so for her, it was a, really a struggle for her to make ends meet. Um, in this difficult situation, as she was doing the right thing and helping out her her, her nep- nieces and nephews, there. yeah, and so uh, because of that, she found out about Habitat and uh, applied for a Habitat home, hmm. and she qualified and was accepted, mm-hmm. and so she was the recipient of a Habitat home in late 2018. Nice, yeah, and they're still uh, living there today and enjoying it and doing well, really well. By the way, how did how did she or someone else? Find out about Habitat if they didn't know. How would they? How, would it be from um, uh, affordable housing from the city? What, how did they find out about it? Right. So yeah, we do get referrals from from the city and maybe okay. some different nonprofits that work okay. in a similar space. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do advertise um, on our website. Um, but the most important thing I think is just through word of mouth. Okay. I think that's one area where the local church can really help. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that every congregation has. 
uh, one or more families that you know could really benefit oh, from something like this. Oh yeah, and so just to spread that word that way, mm-hmm. kind of organically mm-hmm. um, on the grassroots level, mm-hmm. I think could be really. really I'm just curious in the homes that have built, let's say, in the last five years or so. If you're having eight a year, that's you know that's a substantial amount of homes. Are they in the same area of town, or are they spread all over the place? So typically, they we try to build them in, in the same area. Okay, um, right within in, what miles or blocks. So um, typically, we have an actual like neighborhood of Habitat homes. Okay, good. Okay. So right now in Fountain, we uh-huh. have a neighborhood there, which we call the Country Living Neighborhood. Okay. Um, and we have uh, 34 homes total in this neighborhood. Are they in the, within walking distance? Yep, yep. Oh. They're all in one little neighborhood, so they're all neighbors with one another. Wow. So, so it's a real genuine community. Yeah, absolutely. It's community. Huh. Well, that's cool. That's kind yeah. of very cool. So, you know, you because you've been around for so long, and we just mentioned since 1986, so right. you've been around for a while, you know, um, uh, who do you partner with in, in El Paso County to accomplish your ministry goals? Yeah, so it's really, really important for us to partner with the community. Um, we couldn't do what we're doing without the community. Mm-hmm. And so um, our, our largest partners is just individuals okay. in the community. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, when we build our homes, uh, we depend on them because 90% of the home is mm-hmm. built by volunteer okay. support. Okay. And so the remaining 10% would be like your plumbing and your electrical and those types of things. Okay. Right. But the remaining 90% is done by the help of volunteers. Mm-hmm. And so um, you need to be 16 years or older to okay. be a volunteer. That's mm-hmm. one of the main criteria. Mm-hmm. And volunteers come from a variety of different backgrounds, you know, cultures, faiths, you know, um, socioeconomic backgrounds. And so we have a great variety of them. And one thing we really, really love, and w- this is one area where I work in specifically, is to partner with the local church okay. to volunteer with us. And so we've done that before through City Serve Day, which I'm sure yes. many of you are familiar with. Yeah, we've had it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. Yeah, excellent. yeah. And so uh, one other project, which we do, is called our Faith Build. Okay. And this is a partnership with uh, Thrive It Financial, and some people might be familiar with them. They are a nonprofit, yes, um, Christian-based mm-hmm. uh, financial services organization, mm-hmm. and so they are generous enough to sponsor half the cost of a home. It's really so. Let's say the home's three hundred. Well, when you were saying the average home in El Paso County is three hundred sixty-four thousand, what is an average home that you're building right now? What does that cost? Three hundred thousand? What a habitat home would be one hundred sixty thousand. Whoa! Average. Yeah. So half the yeah. price yeah. because you're not paying all that labor, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a big part of it. Big part of it. So oh. uh, organization that's like huge. Private, yeah, yeah. It makes so it's it just really the cost affordable. of the materials, etc. Yeah. yeah, essentially, essentially that. And oftentimes, you know, there's some generous. You know, contractors and, okay. and, you know, companies out there who would give us, you know, maybe pro bono rates to do some things. Or as far as electrical us, and plumbing, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And maybe would give us some materials at cost oh, or nice. at a discount. Mm-hmm. So all those things, plus the volunteer labor, right. plus just the, the contributions from the community really makes it possible to um, have a house which averages for 160000 <laughs> which would make the monthly mortgage payments Affordable to to yeah. You know, so it, what 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 is there down? Is there a down payment? There is a down. What's payment. it feel like percentage um, wise? Uh, I, I couldn't tell you specifically okay. some of okay. the, some of those details off. The okay, because a lot of money don't have that money in the bank. Right. Yeah. Right. But they do definitely pay a down payment. They got they got to give yeah. them something. Yeah. They got to have some kind of flesh, you know, right. skin of the game. I guess right. you could say. Right. Right. So. That would mean if you got volunteers doing the labor, which is uh, avails the opportunity for someone to get a house for one hundred and sixty thousand. Right. So that would be the 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 the, the cost, the actual cost yeah. to them in the loan, yeah. minus their you know their deposit, right. is is one hundred and sixty minus whatever that deposit yeah. is, and that yeah. translated into their monthly payment. Yeah. So yeah. that that enables them, depending on their income level, 
to hopefully maybe one third. Is that what's the goal? One third? So we or twenty or twenty five percent of their income for their mortgage. Right. So we cap it at twenty eight percent. Oh, that's good. Yeah, twenty eight percent. So it was, that was a good guess, I guess. Yeah, yeah, right there. So, so for, you need the churches to help you know build the places. So, what does that look like? How do you partner with those 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 churches and uh, you know w- what are you doing to reach those churches? Right. Yeah. So, so that's my main my my main goal um, and why I joined Habitat is mm-hmm. to reach out to local churches. Okay. And so the main way that we do that is through this faith build. Which is the partnership with Thriveant, like okay. I mentioned. So they sponsor half the cost. So this year that would be around eighty thousand, which is extremely generous. Um, and so uh, the ter- local church then is the one who comes together to to build this house through volunteer support. Mm-hmm. So I reach out to different churches around the community, um, and uh, sometimes I'm able to you know maybe be in the fellowship hall and set up a table there okay. and to talk okay. to people. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'm able to speak with the staff. Um, just to encourage people, to, you know, this is a such a practical, um, simple way to give back to the community. And do so. some of those churches actually support you financially? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, they do. And so the remaining eighty thousand on this faith build home, oh, uh, we we try to get that from the local churches. Well, that's so, nice. Yeah, that's so very it's, nice. It's just a really great opportunity huh. for the body of Christ to yeah. come together and to support us. And by the way, I'm looking so. at something here, um, which is out of, amazing to me. Out of 173 families, the Pikes Peak has helped Habitat. The foreclosure is only two percent. Right. I mean, that right. is that's just awesome. Yeah. Because that's not even the yeah. general population. Yeah, and that's why it's yeah. so important to do the vetting that we do and have the financial classes we do because we really want to set people up for success, yeah. and not failure. Wow. So, so it's a long term relationship, like Absolutely. you just said, and 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 maybe there's like I mentioned, I volunteered a couple, you know, thirty years ago yeah. when you guys started here. Um, that um, you know, I brought it. You know, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I showed up with a hammer. I'm not Mister Construction, you know. But that doesn't matter. So people right, can right. volunteers are listening right now. They don't have to swing a hammer or be Mister Bulk. You know, they can show up. They can be 16 years old. Tell us about. You know, is 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 there any kind of criteria? Right. So that's another, another misconception that people have mm-hmm. is, oh, I'm not a construction worker. I don't have experience with construction. So how can I help? Okay. But really, that that's, shouldn't be something that stops people. Right. Uh, a lot of our volunteers, I would say probably the majority of them, have no background in construction experience. Okay. And so when volunteers or volunteer groups come to partner with us, we have a wonderful staff um, of construction supervisors okay. who are really patient. They teach the people the skills they need to know for Good. the day. Okay. And so in this volunteer experience, not only are they given back to the community right. um, and this nail that they pounded into mm-hmm. you know, a, a stud will be there forever. Yeah. Um, not only that, but they're learning new skills. They're having fun and, it's, yeah. and they get to walk away with some. And they could partner with well. the people in their church or maybe they, yeah. could, they, maybe they partner with their small group if Absolutely. they have one and or a life group. It's or? a great way for, for small groups and for churches to bond with one another. <laughs> so they could drive by that home and say, you know what? Yep. I help build that house. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a lot. That and, and and why you're doing what you're doing, mm. uh, and for who you're doing it for. Uh, that that's something that honors God. Yeah. Man. And people and, and hopefully the the door opens for for faith uh, conversation. Yeah. Uh, with those people that are, are those residents. So if you had an appeal, someone's you know you're in the elevator and and and, and you just meet this person. And this person says, "So what do you do?" And you say, "Well, I work for Habitat for Humanity." What would you tell if you had an appeal to them, like you can right now to volunteers potentially? on the ear. What would you say to them how they can get involved? You can give the website as well. Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, by volunteering with Habitat, um, not only will you affect a family forever mm-hmm. and for generations and help break a cycle of poverty, mm-hmm. but it's a great way for you to actually get out and learn some new skills. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to bond together with your small group and with your with your church. 
um, a great way to to have some team building skills as well because if you're working together to frame up a wall correctly and level it, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of communication and things that goes there. Right. And so I'd encourage people to, you know, to to uh, look at Habitat as a way to uh, practically, you know, substantially serve a family in need. Um, and they you can sign up um, on, online and our okay. uh, website is pikespeakhabitat.org. Okay. And so they can go in there and, and fill out a slot to sign up. Okay. And then once they do that, they show up at the work site okay. on the slotted time. And then that's that's it. They don't need to bring any tools. They okay. don't need to do anything huh. special. Okay. So it's a really easy way. We do all the background logistics work beforehand. So, so on the website, is there, I just assume there's a phone number on the website too, Correct. so they can call as well. Correct. So, hey, I was as you were explaying that, you know, small group, it could be a, maybe a mission team building. Yeah. Maybe you're going to short term and you need to do some community before yeah, you go yeah. to some third world country or that's somewhere. A great idea. That's a That's an opportunity Absolutely. right there. Absolutely. So give us the website one more time, Dustin. Sure. It's pikespeakhabitat.org. Great. Dustin, thanks so much for Thank joining us so today. Much. We really appreciate it. We do want to thank Dustin Allerid, who is the, Pike, uh, the program manager of Pikes Peak Habitat for Humanity, joining with us today on the program. We want to thank you for joining us always here on Partners in the Gospel, and we invite you to join us as always next Thursday, as every Thursday at 4.30 p.m., right here at 100.7 The Word. Now stay with us for my good friend Gino Geraci right after this. <laughs> 